This is Saturday Morning Mysteries. And we're your hosts, Alexis and Grace. Hello, happy Saturday, and welcome to Saturday Morning Mysteries, where we are your hosts. I'm Alexis. I'm Grace. And we are back to talk about our new favorite show, apparently, mm-hmm. temporarily, at least for the <laughs> next several weeks, Darkwing Duck. Woo! We're back. It's our third episode out of who knows how many. No rules here. We make the rules. We break the rules. Maybe there will be 20 more episodes. Maybe there will be three. Maybe we are the who rules. Knows? We are. I am the rule. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we're back. And today, Grace is going to tell us an episode. I went last week. Um, obviously, we've got some some darker tales coming from Darkwing Duck. Mm-hmm. Disney was, uh, they were they were with it. They were on top of it in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. So I am excited to hear what shenanigans, what perhaps terrorist activities or geopolitical woes we see Darkwing become intertwined with. I'm not sure Mm -hmm. what's happening today. Um, Any other business we need to cover though, before we jump Um, in? I don't know. I think just a pleasant reminder to make sure that you're subscribed to us and that you've rated us with a nice solid five stars. It helps boost the algorithm so more people can find us and enjoy uh, and then you also, if you subscribe, you always, I mean, not always get notified, but like, it'll always, you know, you open Spotify and it's like new episodes by Saturday morning mysteries. So you'll always yeah. be in the loop about new exactly. episodes. And if you subscribe on YouTube, there's like a little bell when you hit mm. subscribe, you get options. And if you click the bell that has all by it, then you'll get all of our mm. notifications. So if you subscribe on YouTube, anytime that we post a video, your phone will tell you. Yep. Click that. I suggest. I, I I recommend doing that. We're not that annoying. You know, it'll <laughs> brighten your brighten your day to get that notification yeah. that we have posted something new. That we're here. Your friends are here on Saturday yeah, morning. We're here for hi. you. Yes. And the random times we do bonus content. <laughs> exactly. Like Tuesdays or Wednesdays or some, yeah, something. I don't know. Time. But yeah, whenever we want. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We'll we'll be in your ear. <laughs> Always. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, uh, yes. So today though. Deck. Darkwing Duck, a new so. mystery, a new thriller. Let's hear what our hero has in store. Okay. So funny <laughs> enough. <laughs> okay. So by a very funny happenstance, uh, your your last episode, so what came out last week, uh, with Alexis's leading into, yeah, geopolitical uh, matters and espionage mm-hmm. Yeah, controlling financial systems of other countries through mm-hmm. terrorism. Uh huh. Combined <laughs> with my first episode of uh, of Darkwing Duck, so two weeks ago, of um, some darker stuff in Darkwing Duck, are all coming together for today's uh, episode, which um, is going to be a journey. <laughs> I'm really excited. We're even going to like oh, lay stretch it. out. Yeah, uh, get ready for stretch, this trip that the we're going to go brain on. out right now. Yeah, oh my gosh. For this. What am I getting um, in store? Let's yeah, so we, uh, okay, I'm just going to get into it. All right. I'm going to get into it with multiple, like, uh, uh, caveats prior to getting into this okay. episode today. Disclaimers. Yes. <laughs> like, red exclamation points <laughs> flying over the screen right now. We're 
through your headphones. Uh huh. Yep. So, uh, so first, um, yeah, I want to point out that I think today is going to be actually one of our most complex crimes yet. Uh, cause on the surface, it seems simple, yeah. uh, although disconcerting because it like starts real fucking dark that I'm surprised Dizzy included. Uh, but I'm surprised I, this wasn't one of the cut episodes when <laughs> you haven't even gotten into it yet. And I'm like, dude, I mean, <laughs> why did they cut this shit? Yeah. <laughs> buckle up. Uh, I think it's because whoever the writers were click, click yeah. for, uh, this episode were like some radicalists and they were able to slip this episode in. <laughs> so I argue okay. that today, this otherwise seemingly innocent episode of a children's tale is in fact a microcosm for something much greater. Uh Oh, um, But as you just mentioned, the takeaway of today's story ultimately was that actually this episode, I will argue, was ahead of its time and that the big wigs at Disney just didn't realize it when they signed up off the episode. (laughs) They did not foresee what would happen uh, Uh 30 years down the road. Yep. (laughs) So uh, this is now now this is the disclaimer uh, disclaimer. Uh, I don't want to be upfront about it, that none of the comparisons I make during this episode today uh, between real life and the show are meant to portray me as any type of expert, especially on some pretty complex pieces of history. Mm. Uh, I've tried my best. I'll get things wrong uh, yeah. and accidentally make assumptions, I'm sure. Um, We're a comedy podcast first and yeah, then I'm, true crime or crime and then animation after. So yeah. don't we're not an authoritative source us. of history or on news. Anything we're kind of just pooling what we remember yeah. from things and what we understand. We have other jobs. We don't have time to be researching these things no, no. deeply. This is for your comedic enjoyment. So exactly. do not use, if you're a student who's about to write a history paper or like do some not. poly sci political science or international <laughs> affairs research paper, like do not use us as a source. Uh-uh. Clearly. We are not your source. Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> and in addition, I want to clarify something that we should have said at some point, I, it should have been implied, but I think that we should officially say it. Uh, that no views expressed here by me or Alexis or yeah. ever are indicative of our employers or their views. Not at all. Yeah. In and any we, way, shape or form. None um, whatsoever. Yeah. We just, I, I feel like we should say that. Um, yeah. And obviously like we don't talk about, you know, who we work for or whatever. If you yeah. know us and obviously you know who we work for. Yeah. But like, I but yeah, we we're just... totally separate and apart from yes. anything we do during nine to five on mm-hmm. weekdays. This is, it's Saturday here right separate. now. Yes. Yeah. We record on Saturdays or Sundays. We're not even thinking about work. We're not nope. thinking about our bosses, any of that. Yeah. Totally separate. This is us personally. You're getting to know us personally, mm-hmm. not as uh, employees or cogs and machines that yep. keep this country running. Yes, um, exactly. So yeah. today with all of that said, I'm going to cover Darkwing Duck episode eight, but if you're on Disney plus, I think it's episode 10. Uh, okay. Entitled water way to go like what a way to go but water, water. way oh. to go yes get it. <laughs> i love and i like that you gave that disclaimer now i see <laughs> yeah that, that, uh-huh. i'm not speaking on behalf of my employer here uh-huh. gotcha we'll just leave it at that okay yep. and so, waterways uh, <laughs> this also came out in 1991 uh but we're gonna start even with all my disclaimers a little differently today we'll soonish learn who the perpetrator is in this episode But I'm going to lay out for you right now the three suspects that I think are actually the macrocosm that this episode represents. Okay. As we go through, I want you to keep each in mind 
And at the end, while I'll summarize each of these greater suspects and why they tie into the episode and why I think that they are the actual perpetrator, uh, you know, I, I'll, I'll like, I'll hear you. I would love to hear your opinion on which of the three you think did it. Okay. Uh, oh my gosh, you- there's a lot of folks in this episode. Including dear listeners and viewers, uh, drop it in the comments. Um, and then I'll, I'll I'll tell you right now. I'll also wrap up with I think the greater takeaways from the episode. Um, uh, and really, this comes from like I see these three things as driving the episode, and I couldn't pick which one actually like was the main cause. Um, mm. So, are you ready for my three um, my three real subjects, my themed subjects? Yeah, I think. Yeah. So I think in today's episode, the true perpetrators behind the actual criminals are either capitalism, the fossil fuel industry, or U.S. foreign policy and international intervention. So capitalism is all three culprits. (laughs) (laughs) Now you see why I started off with a disclaimer. Yes. Oh, shit. Oh God, do not get me in trouble. Great. Don't get either of us in trouble. All right. Let's, let's hear it. Let's hear how capitalism, or I mean, um, the fossil fuel, or I mean, um, uh, uh, private actors, or, uh, <laughs> what happened? Tell me about today's episode. Let's begin. Yes. So our story today begins in Shush headquarters, which Yes, yeah. as a reminder from our episode. Our new favorite spy agency. Yep. Last week, uh, where Alexis explained to us uh, that, yeah, Shush is essentially the intelligence agency of St. Canard. Uh, it's kind of easiest if you think of them as the CIA, essentially, like we said in our last episode. Uh, they have agents of all varieties and all kinds working on cases that span not just the streets of St. Canard and presumably America, uh, but the world. Um, and if we're going to compare them to the CIA, which I will be, yes, <laughs> we can perhaps assume there are scenarios in which they are actively called into international incidents yeah. and others, uh, you know, some other times they're unwelcome guests in international incidents, uh-huh. yeah. just like they probably are now in this podcast for me even saying that. <laughs> The FBI and the CIA are both monitoring our account. Maybe that explains that funny, interesting email we got <laughs> yeah. earlier this week. We won't talk about it, but yes. <laughs> yeah. Mon- I was thinking that like, oh shit, they really are in our account. <laughs> yeah. You mentioned um, and- piracy once. <laughs> <laughs> and now they're really doubling down uh, yeah. now that I've officially talked about them. Yeah. So now uh, DW, as we explained last episode is... Darkwing Duck is essentially like a government contractor to Shush. So when Shush agents aren't able to get the job done, they call in to DW to the dismay of some at HQ, at Shush Mm -hmm. HQ, uh, Vladimir Grizzclaw, whatever his last name was. Grizz, Uh, as we call him. Yes, as we saw in last episode. Um, Basically, I kind of see like Darkwing Duck as like Shush's, yeah, we said it last episode, like off the books kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Again, the Blackwater government contractor situation. Yeah. Um, so despite the somewhat shady relationship between Shush and DW, mm-hmm. as well as the operations, operations of Shush themselves in international matters, the situation which this episode surrounds, I will say, is consensual between like shush and the country in which we will be traveling to um oh we're leaving 
St. Bernard borders. We are leaving the continent even. We are going full international today. Um, Mm. But the country uh, involved um, has been receiving active threats um, against their safety and the safety of their people. And they've been actively harmed by an aggressor. And so they they sought out Shesh's help. They didn't have the resources to have their own international agency. So they did go out and seek Shesh and call them in. So the international situation seems to be going like very badly, even under Shesh's watch, because they like cannot control the situation any, any longer. And the current situation in which Shesh is calling in DW because it's gotten out of control. And the show explicitly says this is that. <clears throat> The, the situation has led to the death of 24 shush agents. De- they straight up say they death. They say that. They full on say Y'all. 24 agents have died. Okay, sorry. The, t- uh, d- <laughs> uh-huh. I don't know if people have, been, have listened to the past couple episodes of us talking about Darkwing Duck or if maybe you tuned out very briefly at the beginning of this. This is a Disney show, you guys. Yeah. This is Disney. This is a Disney show. Disney was 1991. Different. And this was like a daytime show. This was not like mm-hmm. Disney trying to be edgy. Mm-mm. Or this was before Disney did the edge. Like now, if you turn on Disney Plus, you can see violent, some violent stuff. They just put some Marvel stuff on there that's yeah. violent. But this is their this is 30 show. years ago. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, straight up saying that 24 agents have been killed. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't like a, the Disney trope <sighs> where it's like one or both parents of my or both of my parents are dead and I'm a princess, so I go stronger. Like no, it's just these are political like, 24 yeah. dead ducks, like international ducks. Why 24? I don't know. Um, 24, Jack Bauer is gonna pop <laughs> up. So, so, yeah. I, I just triggered. totally remembered your obsession with that show. Bonus content. Bonus content. Oh, Sorry. My God. Shout out. I hope Paige is listening and has heard of this podcast. Oh, shout Paige, out yeah. to her and my love of 24. Yes. Okay. No, quick side story. Yeah. Of, I took it there. On the road. Yeah. Loved 24. I watched, I have so many side stories about 24. Yeah. You know what? No, it's going to be a bonus content. Yeah. That's got to, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that. Um, what we are, we're gonna for you now because I didn't watch the only times I ever watched 24 was with you for the most part, yep. but now because I know you have so much to say I'm about that show, and we have a lot of nostalgia surrounded oh, yeah. around that show. It's not animated, hey, that, that's a crime thing though, so it's fair game for this podcast. True, um, true, 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 true. Bonus content coming wow. about 24 in the coming months. Need yeah, like a I need a break now to continue yeah, this episode. So sorry, but you know, somewhat relevant <laughs> because it does have to deal with international incidents. Yeah, uh, so we learn, um, yeah, like the 23 before him, the latest agent pardon me, has also died by drowning. So they also say how they fucking died, um, which is by drowning. So um, while the investigation is like a serious international threat, uh, it's also, yeah, has now led to murder and uh, drowning um, of 24 uh, Ellie St. Canardian uh, espionage agents. Um, It was so strange, especially about this circumstance is that each one of these agents drowned in the middle of a desert. A desert in the middle of a country where the story takes place. A place called, and a trigger warning, 
Oh. For some 1991 borderline racism or straight up racism or veiled racism that in 1991 they thought was okay because it drove home a greater point. Mm. The country's called Oil Arabia. Oh. Yeah, it's bad, everyone. It's bad. Oh. It's bad. Oof. Okay. So let's assume the writers meant Saudi Arabia. who indeed in our world is a large producer of oil has been for many decades currently is one of the largest along with us and china these days Mm -hmm. so a little real world note and a bit of history here that you should look into full podcasts about again Mm -hmm. no authority figure and i've tried my best but this is an extremely complicated complex uh Mm -hmm. history long history Uh for a lot of their history the relationship could be described as like a non-volatile relationship or like a transactional allyship uh see basically decades ago uh the u.s got a significant amount of oil from saudi arabia um which is yeah located on a lot of oil deposits um in return um uh and not too long before this episode aired actually if you remember my introduction to the series uh the u.s offered military security to saudi arabia around the gulf war but in reality like the relationship with oil and security offered goes back like decades before then like early 1900s and probably like even more in depth um And we're going to like stop and cut off trying to talk about the history now, because again, it gets really complex. We're not going to get into modern day stuff. Just know that I think this is the background in which the writers Mm -hmm. decided to like, again, very racistly uh, build um, this, this story and country. Mm -hmm. I will say also, because I (laughs) texted Alexis, I was like, oh shit, I'm doing like full research for this. I went into like a rabbit hole of listening to Platt's Capital Crude podcast and the mm-hmm. Babel podcast, which cover things like this. Mm-hmm. And I highly recommend, especially Babel. Yeah. Capital Crude is more about like oil markets and stuff. So it can get oh, okay. like, economics, can get real wonky. Yeah. Babel is really fantastic and is more about uh, looking at some, yeah, like ge- within the whole Middle East geopolitical history and modern stuff. So highly recommend those. Hmm. Um, and obviously those Wikipedia. Uh, but uh, Again, this is not a show about U.S. and Saudi uh, history or relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I just wanted to point all of that out that, you know, that's also probably why Shush was called in. uh, The relationship was there. Mm-hmm. consensually called in, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. So anyways, with a rising body count, Shush calls DW and Launchpad into the investigation uh, where we learn that basically our dear friends from last episode, Foul, um, which of course, uh, the head of Shush, what was his name? Jay. Jay Gander. Gander Hooter. Hooter. Was Jay like, Gander Hooter. It smells like something's gone afoul because they make fun <laughs> with the word foul, which Ba-doonch. is O-W-L. Yes. And like. The, fiend, the fiendish organization of, uh, organization of worldwide larceny, larceny. or something nice. like that. Yeah. I only yeah, know because I, I literally it. just, I literally just t- talked about it. <laughs> yeah. If this were like in two weeks, I would not. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, so we learn 
that they know it's foul. And foul's also been the ones killing the agents. Um, and foul has been making threats, threats to our fictional Saudi Arabia. Um, and specifically, they've been making threats, uh, attempting to take over oil production, um, again, outright killing agents, um, and starting to take just those verbal threats into actual like terrorist actions within oh, the country's borders. Um, yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's geopolitical and uh, intense right off the bat. And violent. So, yes. <laughs> yep. So uh, Shesh, again, calls in DW and Launchpad LP. Uh, They send them on their way immediately uh, to go in country where they land among, you know, beautiful orange desert dunes that are stretching and rolling as far as the eye can see. Um, You know, you don't see any, any other structures, any other signs of life except for the desert dunes. Uh, until we kind of zoom in over to the population of the country, which uh, it's kind of like up on a, a plateau, essentially, is kind of where like the palace and the city is. Um, and so uh, we, we were greeted right away with the royal family and mainly the princess, who, like I said, in my first episode, some of the female characters get the short end of the stick in these yeah. episodes. Uh, but she's definitely one of them, like, I don't even know if they gave her a name. We just know she's the princess. Um, but she is really excited to see uh, Darkwing and Launchpad. She's heard that these are the guys to solve the problem. Uh, she's willing to supply them with like whatever they need to put an end to foul and help protect the country. Um, oil, the princess says, is all their country has and their people depend on it. And here I would mm-hmm. like to, for the record, insert a sigh from me. But I will refrain from unpacking that statement and explaining what just transition is and why we (laughs) don't need to be dependent on fossil fuels, dear princess. But I will refrain for the time being. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. (laughs) Bonus. No, I don't want to even do bonus content. That's that's just something Grace and I will talk about off camera (laughs) or off recording. (laughs) Venting about to to each other. Sorry, you guys will never hear our thoughts on this. (laughs) (laughs) So the country is positioned, like I said, up on this like high plateau. And it's surrounded by like enormous oil rigs, just like fucking everywhere. Like the deserts, dunes, like. 10 feet from the palace building are just like the oil rigs. Oh my gosh. Um, it's like, that is their skyline. Yeah. So they're <laughs> like really fracking. trying to be like, oil is all our country has. Type yeah. of thing. There's no diversification oh of this economy yeah. at all. Um, and as soon as DW and Launchpad basically step off of the plane or, you know, they're, they're cool ass shaped like a duck plane. Maybe, so, maybe LP finally is flying something in this show. Nope. Darkwing was totally flying it, wasn't he? He was, but only because a whole side plot that I don't get into at all during this episode is that launch pads. Like, I'm tired of being the sidekick. I want to be the hero. And so DW's like, fine. And then launch pads like, that means you have to fly the ship and carry the bags. So, um, oh, wow. That's, uh, I, I did full the disclosure. I've not seen this flown. episode. Yeah, I just yeah. randomly brought that up. And wow, okay. Nope. nope. He's Swing putting his foot down. He's bag. like, I'm done with this shit. Right, yeah, you carry the bags. Overrigged. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as <laughs> soon as they arrive and greet the princess, as if they didn't need further reminding that the threats from foul were real and dangerous, they find and just see sitting out in the open. What the, what's called a mega blaster fissure bomb, which I think is just 
a really big bomb and like yeah i would also that totally have a bomb that. Mega, i guess yeah, yeah. all oh just God. all the fun words yeah they've <laughs> looked up different names for like yeah. bombs and what bombs do i guess can do yeah they can blast they can create the fissures <laughs> they're mega uh, yeah mega <laughs> Um, and so they're able to dismantle it, but it was positioned like right at the base of one of the oil rigs. Uh, so yeah, so Fal is even like ready to like destroy the, what they need to like take down this country. Um, so again, luckily they dismantle it to avoid disaster. And the princess explains that like was mentioned in kind of the dossier. Yeah. The threats have been turning into outright attacks and growing more and more audacious. So there's like not really time to lose. Like clearly like bombs have just been placed in the country. Um, so DW and LP. Yeah, it is. This is intense. Uh huh. They, and it just goes, goes, goes this episode. Um, so DW and LP hit the desert dunes on camelback. Um, as okay. A, as a quick note, because actually it's great that you mentioned the, the side plot. Cause I, again, didn't write all this stuff in, but now that we've mentioned it, I will mention it. Yeah. Uh, that like DW is like just on the hump of a camel, like fucking miserable. But because <laughs> LP is like thought to be the hero by the princess, he's like on top of the camel, but he's in like essentially like the, it's as if they took the backseat of like a white Cadillac lined <laughs> with gold and like knocked off the like trunk into the front and just put walls on it and then put that on top of the yeah. camel. Yeah. Like what you see, like, what is it like called like maharajas or yeah. whatever and on top but it's of like a elephant. cadillac yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like, like a white shaped like a car <laughs> yeah straight up a car uh and so like lp's oh. in there like living the dream like he's listening to his like walkman and like that kind of stuff just like chilling um <laughs> his walkman which is very funny it. but uh yeah. <laughs> so dw i guess hears uh lp doesn't again the darkness of this episode of whatever writer was going through it that where they're headed to right now in the desert is, and I quote, the scene of the last agent's body. Like they're going to check they're, out the murder. The scene. dead. Yeah. Holy. Yeah. Crap. So Jesus. like okay. full, full on, like talking about murder in this Disney show. Do you um, think the show? Sorry, very very quick side tangent. Do you mm-hmm. think the show was like trying to encourage our generation to like go into like foreign service type of work like we'll talk exciting about us about, okay cool i'll stop right there then keep going uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'll, again, I'll put a pin in that this, thought i think this episode had much more implications that again the big wigs at disney did not mm-hmm. realize when they signed like some of it, it like this stuff was going on in the 90s like, yeah. like you said the gulf war and the united states has been trying to get oil from other countries for a long time mm-hmm. so like some of that was already happening but yeah maybe there were some unforeseen historical consequences that <laughs> made this a little too real for our generation uh-huh. okay i'm gonna Just stop right there wait. i'll put a pin i'll put a pin in that thought uh-huh. for the end hold okay. it for now gotcha so uh so like we mentioned last episode foul is that international terror group who mm-hmm. yeah they're obviously ramping up their efforts right now um and they kind of have yeah like similar like contracted out agents and so we see uh, the the agent, I guess, who's uh, leading this current effort to try and take over the oil production in this country. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a giant chicken. 
uh, like just a very, very, he reminds me, his body shape reminds me of Johnny Bravo of like very broad up top uh, yeah. and like skinny. No <laughs> legs, no leg legs. days. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> He's wearing like a full, I mean, I guess again, like probably just top up, uh, like white tuxedo. He's like, uh, like smooth talking. He's, he like constantly is like brushing back the, like whatever's on top of the chicken. Yeah. He's like full on like, uh, like talking in a new york accent he's like supposed to be like a like a, i don't know like a smooth mobster or something yeah. like that and it's just like uh yeah i trying to th- i in, wish i would have written down more of the quotes but he's just like in this at, like at one Ara- point, saudi arabia equivalent essentially like, but like yeah i think not even like an in-country he's not from the middle east he's like straight up from new york like yeah exactly and has yeah. now gone like, out there here yeah exactly getting that oil um, money yeah and of note he his beak is actually metal uh so his name is steel beak (laughs) yeah yeah subpar naming i bet they came up with the name before the character and they're like (laughs) oh shit now we have to give him a metal beak that's gonna look weird oh well name's too good stick with it (laughs) steel beak done steel beak oh that's not well no questions asked great Um, love the name yep (laughs) So, um, yeah, so we, we learn that, uh, you know, this another large, grand, complex scheme by foul, um, because what power is stronger than gold? Friendship. Sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) The power of friendship. Friendship. Give me your country. <laughs> we will not be friends. <laughs> Stick them up. <laughs> exactly. This is my friendship. This is my friendship bomb. This is a bitter uh, no. bomb. Friendship my- bomb. <laughs> Boom! Let's get brunch. <laughs> Boom, are you Drop a brunch on your country. Friendship. friendship. I own you now. Uh, no, what really is more powerful than gold? Uh, sometimes called black gold oil. Uh, boom. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, That's way better than friendship. No, is it? No, not now. Uh, oil costs like $5 a gallon now. <laughs> friendship, if you've got good friends, is free. $6. I mean, free. I'm sorry. I'm $6 like Ben mowing Grace right now. Like, all right, here's your $18 <laughs> for three hours of friendship today. <laughs> yep, exactly. Uh, yeah, and at one point he literally says like, yeah, gas makes the world go round. So um Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's fully into it. Uh, mm-hmm. He, under the guise of foul, plans to take over the country's oil reserves, production, and operations in order, essentially, to have the monop- world monopoly on oil and, like the good New York capitalist that he is, franchise it, baby, by opening Ooh. up gas stations around the globe. Of course is their plan so um yeesh this is a little too real (sighs) yeah okay i randomly picked this episode and like the like screen grab for it over on disney plus is like darkwing duck with like a watermelon on his head because he like falls into one at one point and i was Uh, like okay this is funny Um, I'll also say grace sent me a picture of herself watching this episode and she looked 
frightened. I'm guessing it was this episode. Maybe it was the first episode, actually. Okay. Yeah. Uh, You looked frightened and horrified. So clearly that uh, title card image or whatever, very misleading. Yeah. Damn you, Disney. (laughs) I'll uh, I'll put the picture up on Instagram. Uh, Swipe on it um, on our Instagram to see the the text thread in which I'm like responding to this episode live. (laughs) Um, But we also learn that Steelbeak uh, is also the straight up murderer on our hands as well. Because oh, when he okay. sees DW serial killer. Yeah. Because 24 he, bodies. Yeah. Yeah. He, so he knows DW from again, probably just like the international espionage community and he sees him and he immediately says, how many agents do we have to kill before they get the message? Oh, so again, <laughs> got it. I got the <laughs> there message. Was his admission. Yeah. <laughs> I got the message. Steel B. Got it. You're killing people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But how, Grace, you might be asking, uh, is Fal killing people by drowning them in the middle of a desert? Yeah. Great question. How are they killing people by drowning them in the middle of a desert? Thank you. Great question, Alexis. Yeah. Uh, so it turns out, um, and actually, I think this goes into your last episode a little bit, too, with uh, the Fal agent, um, uh, that in reality, I think Fal's greatest strength is R&D. Because if they had like a good person at their helm, they could use all of this inventing genius for good in the world. But alas, they do not. The three who run Fowl are very evil. Mm-hmm. But the latest invention from Fowl is a machine that can create enormous storms with the push of a button and a pull of a lever. Oh, So like, yes, they can make, you know, things like sandstorms, which they do. And uh, they turn it on for DW and LP. Mm-hmm. But this machine's specialty is rain and lightning storms of like epic proportions. Uh, so nice. basically they used this machine uh, on unsuspecting agents um, and thus cornering the agents, flooding wherever they were, whatever like sand dune they were in uh, and mm-hmm. drowning them by uh, unsuspecting random storm in the middle of the desert. Hmm. So as DW and LP make their way through the desert, uh, now seriously lost because of the brief sandstorm that had been created by that little handheld machine, um, Mm -hmm. they come across something extremely suspicious in the middle of the desert. For in the middle of the desert, they find a fleet of naval battleships being constructed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Question marks, yeah. Indeed. So... uh, they try to investigate and they are literally just immediately caught by like the henchmen of foul, which everyone calls them the egg men because they're like other ducks that are more like DW size and they're dressed like aliens again, like Marvin, the Martian style and like these like yellow outfits. And then you only see like their beaks because they have on like white, like, helmets that like look like little like egg topper like the top half of an egg (laughs) is like their little helmets and on occasion they have what looks like a daff or a donald duck like cap on top of the helmet too (laughs) i don't know it's supposed to be intimidating yeah (laughs) like i don't i don't know if i should like go in for a hug and an autograph or like run in fear for my life yeah it's incredibly (laughs) unclear and especially because again the like the like vibe of steel beak is like the old like like rat pack era like new york gangster type of thing yes, and then back like, yeah and then Did like he have like, like a like, red like, flower anywhere yeah. on he, 
Yep. I swear I've not seen this episode. You, got, <laughs> you said white tux or white suit. Sure. And like he has to have a, or some sort of flower or yeah, like a I'm um, pretty positive. A, a pocket square or something yep. like bright color to yes, point to out contrast. that he's got style and class. And exactly. He's got money because he's a criminal gangster. Yep. Anyway. And the comparison to like these little hen- egg men, literally egg men is what they're called. Just like, so- burr, 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 burr. Like I need to watch this episode just so I can get a feel for yeah. what the hell these things look like because they're so yeah. I don't they've got like the full like white boots white gloves like again alien Eggman? Uh, unclear whatever yeah something yeah yep anyways they get caught in seconds because they're in the middle of the desert and there's nowhere to hide so mm-hmm. like they go on to nowhere the to hide sorry <laughs> so I wrote back to an earlier yes, episode much earlier episode anyway um so yeah they're like immediately captured and like tied up uh and Steelbeak does go to pay them a visit because he does have I don't know if it's some history with DW specifically or at least knows about them uh and neither of them are like surprised to see each other yeah dw is like of course it's you steel b it's like the last episode like they yeah yeah, there's like all this background history that the viewers are not aware of but darkwing knows all these villains all these yeah they're both prolific they're world renowned exactly uh world renowned within the espionage communities Mm -hmm. um we'll see dw seems like pretty freaked out like launchpad is like giving steel beak some sass and dw is like dude cut it out cut cut it out like don't don't fuck with him he's he probably knows that he's the one who murdered 24 agents and the like. <laughs> let's not make it 26 <laughs> no 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 but i mean if launchpad keeps going off it's about to be yeah um so uh again in the darkness of this episode steel beak maybe because he knows them shows a little bit of mercy by literally saying that he's putting off the usual torture thing like as a as a like favor to him i guess but again we saw torture in the last episode so yeah uh yeah it's dark in here yes (laughs) so yep so um because they know each other or because it's in like the dna of villains to explain their schemes Mm -hmm. we do indeed now fit together why foul has this weather machine in the first place and why they're building these like naval ships like battleships uh and it's because our fictional arabia is built up on the high dunes and that plateau of the very dry desert and to thus they don't have a navy and it's completely you know landlocked foul is planning to flood the desert and then overtake the country with a naval force because they won't have any ability to protect themselves from it because they ain't got ships in the middle of the desert so oh my gosh yeah god these are in-depth schemes. yeah these are very in-depth again with the geopolitical strategies mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. disney what are you doing okay yep. yeah yep so basically they're gonna flood the country invade with a navy that the country flood it with water have. and with the military, yeah. military. <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> Um, so yeah, all in all, it's like a lot of work for kind of a simple plan. They had to develop a way to create storms and rain. They had to build naval ships when they could have just like found some other export that the country wanted and used that to wheel and to deal. infiltrate. Like, yeah, like a Trojan horse. Yeah, or like the entire Classic United Trojan States relationship situation. with real life Saudi Arabia. They tit for tat situation. Mm-hmm. Um, also, <laughs> I would like to pause to ask. They're going to flood the whole country. Won't they have to rebuild and fix all of the oil operation infrastructure they ruined by flooding it? 
Or are they going to do like underwater extraction, which is a whole other type of operation? Either way, it seems like they did not fully like. Yeah, maybe the plan's not as good as we're initially giving Mm -hmm. it credit for. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like no one thought like infrastructure is a big deal. Yeah, that's a very expensive deal. Uh Um, Yeah, it's like the the depth of the plan is there, but Mm -hmm. the for what comes after, Mm -hmm. it's like okay, cool, interesting way to overtake a country. Now what? <laughs> indeed, Alexis. Indeed, oh. as if it's a reflection on real life. Anyways, okay. DW and LP <laughs> yeah. are able to break out of their holding cells. Luckily, that they get put in. Uh, you know, of course, they are able to battle for this rainmaking machine um, with some of the Eggmen who were guarding it. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately, in a tumble, like they kind of fuck up the device and uh, unleash a huge storm that does start flooding the desert before Ooh. anyone was prepared for it. It's like full on like Noah's Ark style, like tidal waves, uh, like all of a sudden coming from the skies, uh, basically forming an ocean. And on one hand, it does actually destroy most of the naval ships because they weren't being like they weren't done being built yet so yeah, only one yeah. of the navy ships survives so that's a point dw and lp mm-hmm. on the well, other then. hand because we like see everyone like fleeing to the ships or like dw and um uh lp like trying to get back to back to land like back to the plateau which i would like to pause again can't ducks swim <laughs> and fly why are they all panicked Anyways, I think that's an element they took out of yeah. uh, this universe, I would yeah. say. They're like, we got to make a sacrifice. If we're going to make them like mm-hmm. humanize, then. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so Fowl is able to, again, save one ship. They ride it straight up to the, you know, the city center, the country and the plateau. Uh, the storm continues to rain down and flood. Uh, they continue to make their demands for oil and to basically like, you know, secede from the throne and put them on the throne more or less Mm -hmm. um luckily dw and lp are able to get back to the country quickly they they surf there on some like driftwood yeah you know pretty neat yeah Yeah. some duck surfing (laughs) in um a hilarious note when dw is like or hatches the plan to like stop them and he's like telling the or like tells the princess the plan all we hear is her she goes are you crazy <laughs> and his response is maybe a little manic depressive on weekends uh-huh. <laughs> and then like runs on <laughs> yeah it got me again like mm-hmm. dude kids don't know what that no. means like these they're clearly writing for adults yeah all right okay so good again that's funny like, give it to us to to revive we will revive yeah the show in a we can we can turn this into a great adult animation yep, yeah exactly um <laughs> so uh dw knows that like his usual just like parlor tricks won't cut it um because like very darkly like they're also bombing the palace now like we won't get super into it because of like you know real life world events but like it's pretty fucked up and dark so like in case you yeah. are going back to watch this episode like you do see like 
an invasion of another country. It's not great. Gosh, like um, straight up. <laughs> yeah, it's never great. Yeah. It's hard yeah. to watch. Um, and so particularly in an animated show, it's probably yeah. Hard or yeah that's what I mean. Like, it to be yeah, being like, yeah. yo, y'all, really? It's, I, it's hard in real life or yes. not, but like yeah, an animated show, you're not expecting to see that kind of stuff. So exactly. especially a kids animated show, yes, precisely. So yeah. um. Somehow, yeah, DW and LP, their their plane converts into a ship, and they they like somehow like mainline the oil reserves into a hose and uh, spray the ship with it. And very funny because you mentioned it in your last episode, and I literally wrote full on like Exxon or Marathon oil spill style and get all uh-huh. the ducks covered in oil. <laughs> And last episode, we brought up Dawn and how Dawn's used to clean creatures and ducks when uh, oil spills happen. Let me just say, (laughs) the perfect chemistry of this podcasting duo right here. We do not talk about the episodes that we're going to do before we do them. And we don't like the the most we did. Yeah, the most we did before this is like, okay, should we introduce Darkwing Duck as a whole before we jump Mm. into it? Like, we did not talk about the actual plots. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, always Just on the same little, page. Little like shoulder, you know, and dust, yeah. dust toss, off the shoulders. Toss. Just talk about how great this always ends up being when yeah. we do not plan these coincidences out whatsoever. Yep, exactly. So, so um, go back and listen to last week's episode if you're like, yes. what the hell are they talking about? That we made a clear connection between these two episodes. <laughs> yeah, and again, like, further proof that, hey, yo, we could take this, we could spin it into <laughs> a modern day story. Just That's saying, tie all this stuff together. We're doing it here and we're only three episodes in. I know. Come we on. got this. Yeah, we so. can take this and on with it. <laughs> yes. Um, so as one can expect, when you're covered in crude oil, things get a little slippery. <laughs> so um, yeah, all of the Eggmen are like falling on top of each other because uh, it's just like full on like fire hose, just like oil being sprayed. <laughs> also like y'all losing a lot of money. <laughs> with yeah, this method a, to the yeah. country anyway <laughs> several so, barrels wasted yeah it's probably worth it though i guess so mm-hmm. uh yeah the steel beak you know the rain machine kind of falls out of his hands and he's like slipping and sliding to get it back um and while this is happening you know the classic like oh, 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 oh trying to catch it <laughs> hear like the slippery noises yeah, and... <laughs> yep, exactly and uh while while he's trying to fumble or while he is fumbling with that i guess yeah. the entire country bands together and turns on all of the fans that they own in the country to blow the storm like the storm cloud over the ship uh-huh. It's it is a cartoon. I gotta remember as real as it gets sometimes, it is a cartoon still. <laughs> yep. <Okay. laughs> exactly. So um so they do that. Um okay, that so they, thing happens. <laughs> uh-huh. So they blow the storm cloud over the ship. The storm over the all metal ship. The all metal ship covered in flammable oil. Oh shit. In which lightning this is a lightning storm, it, isn't it? Okay. And yes. <laughs> literally just bursts into flames. Oh wow. Oh, they actually take it there. Okay. Yep. They Man. fully take it there if the whole thing bursts into flames. And then you just see the like, you know, uh in a classic cartoon fashion where it's like you for a second see like the skeleton structure of something in ashes and then it like crumbles. Oh, yeah. so they all die. 
So I will say Steelbeak and some of the Eggmen do survive somehow, Which, even though they were covered in oil. And Maybe they had Dawn on board. And with... <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is like uh, I guess shameless plug to like PNG too. I guess. <laughs> uh, hometown, little hometown love. Hey. You're welcome, PNG. Yeah, Don, <laughs> you're all over these Darkwing Duck episodes. Really? Um, I'm pretty sure that's PNG. That's going to be super awkward if not. Yeah. Whatever. They're not listening. Um, yeah, hopefully not. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> uh, shit. Now, yeah. So I love how Steelbeak is one of the ones who doesn't get impacted, even though he literally has a fucking steel beak and he sounds mm-hmm. like he's very tall. So he's like actually <laughs> he's the, the highest. highest he's towering. <laughs> and he's also covered in oil. So the flames would just like eat up right onto <laughs> he, the gasoline. He would just, like, like he would just like literally, I guess it's not, he wouldn't self like implode because like something else caught, but yeah, he would just like explode. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But he oh, did God. not. Um, I will say, yeah, so we do see them on like the you know uh debris of the ship like titanic style like hanging onto like doors and stuff <laughs> all i could think of was titanic uh, uh that came out was that 91 i don't know i think that might have been 91 so that's appropriate keep talking uh. <laughs> yeah, i'm almost fine fo- yeah like that was fresh in uh, their mind this is good but content right here. Anyway, <laughs> that's hilarious. Sorry, I'm still like, uh, oh, shit. No, it was 97. My bad. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Several years off. Well, maybe actually that it's was the inspiration. James Cameron saw that episode of Darkwing <laughs> Duck and was like, oh, my God, I could turn this into a romance movie that isn't <laughs> yeah. super racist, but like thinly and thinly veiled racism. Wow. Um, James wow. Cameron's on it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, sorry. I will say, so while we do see them like survive in the water, we just kind of have to like hope that they're brought to the proper international or at least the country's authorities because we don't see that happen. So is it just Darkwing and LP here too, or mm-hmm. is, are any other shush agents? So no Grizz, not that we know of. no Hooter. Maybe they're that okay. good at espionage, but are clearly not <laughs> that, doing that or they're like, we have no more agents to lose. We need to send these two random contractors in to figure it out before we risk any more of our own yeah. agents' lives. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, Grizz um, and the, they're like, no, we're not getting anywhere near that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and like, how does Shush's authority outside their own borders work like technically this wasn't a country that i would have jurisdiction yeah over is this a treaty country C-O-P. even like should shush even be there like do we t- i guess the princess knows that they're there yeah so. the princess, like invited Someone. them but what does that yeah. contract situation look like again yeah st canard's probably getting a lot of oil on this trade-off mm-hmm. they need it after their banks have just been totally washed clean <laughs> so they're like fuck we need some money and literally washed yeah so yeah we need some money coming through oil uh-huh. oil us up baby we'll get these ducks clean in no time <laughs> We'll put on uh, some like sad Sarah McLaughlin, like touched yeah. by an angel song in the background while we clean the ducks. As if like I'm sure Dawn uses fossil fuel somewhere in its supply chain and PG probably mean, isn't the most green company. So they're like, we saved all of the ducks. Don't look at the rest of our slash we invest in the oil company that calls <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if nothing else, the container is plastic, that's petroleum. Yep. That's yeah. But at least we, they did help some ducks 
Yeah. Oh yeah. The ducks though. Those ducks. Mm-hmm. Those ducks. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, we're going to get in trouble. Let's keep yep, moving. <laughs> that's, that is where our episode ends. Oh, okay. And this is where I would like to make the case for what, again, I think is the real culprit behind this episode today, which has a yeah. lot of layers to it, like an onion. Okay. So then I will let you to your own devices to decide if you would like to say a decision on what you think it is. Mm, and then probably, I'll tell you what yeah. I think the takeaways are. Okay. So, cool. And with each one of these, I'll make the, uh, the, the case for each. Okay. Let's, so, let me hear it. Option A of the driving force behind this episode. Mm-hmm. And yes, these are all connected. You mentioned at the start. We're going to separate yeah. it out, though. We'll act like they're for not For content all. purposes. Yeah. So was it A, capitalism, where the hunger for riches and power by foul were willing to do anything, including exploit the worker by any means necessary, in this case, the agents and a different country, where mm-hmm. instead of using their technology for good to do something like alleviate drought worldwide, they only used it for the most profitable path. Mm-hmm. B, the fossil fuel industry, where the harms of fossil fuels were well known by those in charge, but greed drove them to just steamroll ahead just to fill their pockets. In this case, foul is literally any oil executive who doesn't care about their worker or the environment and is literally creating extreme weather events that we see in climate change. C, U.S. military intervention, or again, U.S. foreign military policy. Industri- industrial yep, complex. complex. Yeah. Either way, uh, where the U.S. offers its quote-unquote services to countries only which they can re- reap some other benefit. Where here, we either explicitly become involved or involve ourselves unofficially by means of physical presence, Mm -hmm. supplies, or otherwise, in order to obtain something we want. In this case, Shosh offers services to fend off an aggressor so we can keep the leader in power who is friendly to us. Or D, all of the above. Yeah, let's get my guessing. (laughs) Let me just, let me put it this way. Uh I'm going to say that the... All right, foul is obviously evil. Yes. They definitely, they obviously have imperial interests. Um, it does not seem foul is tied to like any one country. Correct. So perhaps it is like, it is truly a worldwide global syndicate. So I don't mm-hmm. know if like any one country is trying to overpower another, rather it's just like this grouping of evil people yeah. coming together foul and trying to like control. Exactly. So perhaps they still want each country to have its own sovereignty. They also just want to be like mm-hmm. pulling the strings mm-hmm. of that country, you know, as similarly to like you said, certain countries insert themselves in issues mm-hmm. so that they can get a political leader in charge who is mm-hmm. friendly to them. Foul is just like that. Probably they yes. want to puppet strings over whatever oil producing or mm-hmm. financially strong countries they can puppet mm-hmm. string over. Um, that being said though, the knowledge of such a, such a dangerous worldwide organization could lead a country or city like St. Canard. Mm-hmm. No other country I can think of besides St. Canard, Saint Canard uh, to then, you know, have its military industrial complex see a profit making opportunity mm-hmm. under the guise of, of help, peace and help. Mm-hmm. 
I won't say other trigger or buzzwords. Uh, yeah, we'll leave it at that. And they could say, you know, yeah, we want to help help these people. (laughs) Um, these things happen, unfortunately. And so a wild place. Yes. I, I alluded at the beginning, like, all, they're all three in one. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is a package deal. These so three things are not. Yeah. All so um, I'm going to go for D. Like in some way, I think everyone had something to gain. Mm-hmm. There was obviously a lot to be lost from Fal and from Shush and carrying out these plots and trying to foil. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I, I like I like all all four, mm-hmm. all three slash four of your options. I think, yeah, definitely big oil is like an instant, you know, cause they don't care. Like they'll partner with whoever, mm-hmm. you know, I, uh, and I'll actually, I will use a straight up historical fact here. So in this sense, like I'm not, you know, no appearance of misconduct on my part, <laughs> but literally during world war two, um, American companies, particularly in the automobile industry and the oil industry, like they worked with the Nazis very mm-hmm. heavily. It took a very long time for FDR to finally intervene in world war two. And it was only when he was like, all right, y'all we're doing. F-. And again, I'm not a historian. Don't take me like a <laughs> face value. I've, I've, I've read some books. I've watched a lot of documentaries. It's just what I picked up from it. Um, it wasn't until he was like, all right, y'all, we're like full force going to send our troops in there for support to the I, French. And yeah. exactly. Um, that's when like Henry Ford and like Texco oil, which is now Chevron, I believe we're mm-hmm. like, okay, fine. We'll stop Ugh. selling stuff to the Nazis. Fine. Ugh. Yeah. So, I mean, so, oh, we're not going to make that money from mm ruling the nazis tanks so yeah there there is actually a a very unfortunate history and now things have changed actually like yes i'm not like super i'm not like scenting for corporations here but if you look at (laughs) the current war that's going on corporations are definitely responding better than they have in the Mm -hmm. past but there is historical precedent like on record of corporations Mm -hmm. like milking both sides of a war Mm -hmm. War profiteering is a very true thing. Uh, disaster That's capitalism is a industry. true concept. Yes. Like look at with, with uh, the coronavirus, a lot of companies were like, oh, we can make some money off of this. Yeah. So it happens. I'm keeping it real. Yeah. I'm not trying to seem too impartial here. Like I am a human with real beliefs. I have, <laughs> there's a little bit of free speech that I am allowed to exercise <laughs> in light of things. So yeah, um, I would not be surprised if big oil was on both sides of this working mm-hmm. with foul and shush. And shush um, yeah. yeah. They're like, Hey, we want to stop you and get more oil or we want to stop foul and get more oil in St. Canard. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, I mean, Hey, if foul wins though, like, that's an investment. <laughs> yeah, we don't want to yep. miss out on that. So, yep, working all angles. So, there's my fifty cents. <laughs> so, D all, D all of the above. D all of the above. Primarily, A. A was the oil companies. I a think was you capitalism. Said. A was ca- okay. Was, yeah. Yeah. D all of the industry. above. <laughs> <laughs> great. Um. Great answer. So, you know, look. Either either way, I think the message is. Uh, thank you, first of all, for going on that journey with me. Um, yeah. So it talk was, again, a multi-layered episode. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I, I'll be totally honest, when I first started watching this episode, I was like, kind of getting not pissed, but I was like, what the hell? Because I thought it was about to be like an episode about like a propaganda, a pro-oil propaganda episode mm-hmm. of like, 
it's saving us or some shit like that. But I think actually, and then maybe the Disney bigwigs who signed off on this episode thought that, but I think in reality, and as I watched it more and more and uh, thought about it, I think that actually the message of, uh, again, this episode that was way ahead of its time in 1991 were kind of had multi-facets. Multi, uh, and like you mentioned earlier, led to influencing an entire generation because what mm-hmm. is like the millennials like generational crisis is said, I mean, a lot of them, but yeah. a very large one that other generations had not yet experienced is climate change. Yeah. So my, let me get on my soapbox here real quick. Uh, I think the episode takeaways are that the writers were trying to say, don't be dependent on fossil fuels, support a just transition movement, which I mentioned it briefly earlier, but essentially it's moving away from fossil fuels with the fossil fuel community instead of just leaving them behind. Oh yeah. 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 Saying something like, Oh, well, you know, uh, oil and gas job is equivalent to like building solar panels. Like Mm -hmm. in reality, you're going to get paid more in the fossil fuel job right now. That's kept up your community forever. So just transition is creating permanent, sustainable, very well paying Mm-hmm. jobs and trainings and having community input uh i also think maybe a takeaway you know just throw it in there vote that seems like a good one uh mm-hmm. and then maybe like eat the rich question mark i'm sure mm-hmm. but yeah <laughs> there we are folks yeah yeah you know don't don't just tax the rich like <laughs> chomp chomp uh, don't so, get started maybe one go. day in another life we'll have a political po- no we won't we'll no we won't that's no we'll just keep grumbling to ourselves about politics um yeah exactly yeah. so that wow. was today's episode this is why wow. i sent you that text where my face was just like Y'all, I'm, what have I, 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 done? Hope, I hope maybe you will actually like post that on our Instagram. Yeah, that whole thread. Um, <laughs> because yeah, Grace sent me a picture. I was like, what the fuck episode is she okay? watching? I wanted to ask, but I was like, no, I am so excited to record now because I have what episode could give her? Like, she looked terrified, y'all. You'll see. Yeah. Um, it's like, hilarious. How? Follow us on Instagram at yes. Satmornmist and mm. or on Twitter at Satmornmist, yeah. whatever. To I was just like, how do I see. even approach this episode with like the geopolitical, environmental, like yeah, all of these implications? And I was just like, yeah. Let's fuck around and find out. We're going to lean into it. <laughs> and that's what we did. We found out, y'all. Yeah? We, we fucked did. around and we found out. Oh, yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. So definitely this, yeah, the show is making me realize Disney <laughs> was trying to apparently lead us all into a life of like either foreign service or yeah. like um, uh, what's the responsible, like statecraft and like statesmanship, yeah. like be good diplomats, like go out yeah. and actually like make the world better. Don't do the things that these We've villains are the doing past. don't be foul honestly maybe don't even be shush like yeah really try to solve the world's path. problems mm-hmm. <laughs> your wow. own path, create a whole new system uh, yeah You're using very complex terms too i mean like these are mm-hmm. again i'm still like i'm floored over the whole idea of like having that naval like intervention or whatever like oh my god this this is a landlocked country uh-huh. if we flood them which also like what uh well that's right they were building the yes, ships in the desert ships. it was like what so they flood it and then like fly naval <laughs> tankers and nah, no, they, right. they were building it there so they would just lift up like a little yeah. bathtub with a little yeah. toy duck in it yes. 
yeah. cute. That's like a lot of brain. Yeah. <laughs> just naval ships with like cannons. They were like, yeah, you know, like guns, like yep. the like landers on them. So planes can like land, <laughs> like Zuma. fighter jets. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my God, it's so cute. So precious. <laughs> so yeah. This episode was a whirlwind. Great job. Wow. Thanks. Really Thanks great. With that it, was, everyone. yeah. I was worried. Like I said, she gave me some forewarning on this one and how intense it would get. And <laughs> I was not expecting it to go there. I was thinking maybe another murder case, like a la uh, Professor Bushroot in your first Darkwing Duck episode. But well, this, don't worry. There well, was well 24 there, there's 24 of them. Yeah, there was literally 12 <laughs> times, I think, as many murders as the first episode uh-huh, so. or something like that. So, yeah, that's um, great. <laughs> Uh, great job. Wow. Well, uh, so uh, on that note, who should they I tell guess, about this very uplifting podcast? Wow. Yeah. On that note, I would say we talked a lot about fire or fire hoses, mm-hmm. at least today, I guess between this and the last episode I did. So mm-hmm. go to uh, go visit your local fire station. I know they usually do like visitor tours yeah. and stuff and go in there. Be nice. Maybe bring them a meal. Um, say hi. Thank you for your service. Mm-hmm. You're XYZ City's bravest. We love mm-hmm. you. Um, and yeah, tell them, you know, in between fighting fires, if you need a laugh, you want to listen to two idiot millennial women talk about <laughs> cartoons. <laughs> things and that they and things that cartoons represent that they know nothing fucking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh check out Saturday morning mysteries. Nice. Tell them. <laughs> wow. Great suggestion. Mm-hmm. Um and I think uh, beyond uh, just going to the firehouse, I think when you hear the bell ring, you see them going down the pole, just, you know, hop on the back of the truck, go to the fire and the family that's running out of the home or the office workers running from the office on fire, tell everyone who runs out of the burning building about Saturday morning mysteries. <laughs> As the firemen get to work, like, I'm so sorry for the loss of this building. Have you heard of Saturday Morning Mysteries? I just imagine, like, (laughs) a whole crowd of people, like, fleeing, screaming, like, oh, my God, this is so bad, too. We're going, we're already going to hell, whatever. Like, oh, my God. And you're just like handing out flyers on the street, like, oh, like excuse me, ma'am, 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 is that uh, where uh, no, I can. Next time I'll get here, sir, sir. Uh, sir? He seems to be in a rush. Uh, yeah, no, child, try child crying here. Wipe up your tears and then listen here. What here? Like dab it with the brochure, like the pamphlet. Like here's how you follow. By the way, keep that for yourself. For yourself, get buy yourself something nice. Oh man! So, All right, well, do that. I sense good karma is coming our way. Uh, it always is. Yeah, uh, right. Great. Well, everyone, don't forget bye. to subscribe. Wait, uh, like. yeah. before we leave. Sorry, yeah, everyone, like bye. subscribe. Alex um, just wants this episode to be fucking over. That's put her in like a before. professional corner. <laughs> I'm screwed. Yeah. yeah right. well, uh, our before we before we say anything else that will ruin our lives, yep. like subscribe, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, review, Share, comment. Yep. We're not actually bad people. All in good fun. We're joking. Yes. And we'll, I love you all. We love you. We'll <laughs> Wish no y'all. harm upon me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Thanks for tuning in to Saturday Morning Mysteries. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, review, leave us a like, and drop a comment. We post episodes every Saturday and bonus tune tangents whenever we feel like it. So please subscribe so you don't miss the shenanigans. And if you want to follow us on YouTube, click the bell under the YouTube subscribe button to receive notifications when new videos are posted. And if you want to subscribe to the podcast, we have no idea what you're listening to us on. So just hit the big subscribe button on whatever app you're using. We, we believe in you. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at SatmorneMist, all the abreeds, and let us know if you have any episode or show requests by emailing SaturdayMorningMysteries at gmail.com. Thanks to Jenna Kendall for the logo design and to Ava Sakiki for the music used during this week's episode. See y'all groovy kids next week on Saturday Morning Mysteries. Bye.